So DLF has asked the DLF podcast to do a live read. I don't I don't do this. <laughs> I don't sell advertising space. I don't try and sell anything. But DLF is my home. It is my family. So I'm going to do them a solid here. Instead of putting the uh, other podcasts from DLF ad up at the top of uh, Dynasty Crossroads, uh, I'm just going to do this here live read. Um, again, not going to be paid to do it. I just think DLF's awesome. they got an awesome thing going on. And they asked, and I agree with it. So why not? Uh, let me see here. i got to pull it up. You can tell I'm real professional about this. All right, uh, so DLF would like you to know that if you are... God, can't do this properly, can I? Tired of the same old Dynasty format? Think you have what it takes to be a real champion? DLF has partnered with Safe Leagues and Commish extraordinaire Scott Fish... Hey, Scott! ...to create a brand new DLF Champions Cup series. That's DLF Champions Cup series, just in case I stumbled that. In the DLF Champions Cup Series, you're matched up in a Superflex tight end premium with points and payouts awarded each year. Nice. The bonus is that every third year, you, your cumulative points go up against a larger field to see who wins the Champions Cup. That's a neat idea. Claim a team today and begin your journey to hoist the Champions Cup and claim $1,000. Wow, cool. Uh, that's the grand prize. Come prove it, I guess, is what they're saying. It seems like a pretty cool competition. Uh, DLF's running it along with Scott Fish. Actually seems like a lot of fun. So if you're interested in that, please hit up DLF Scott Fish or the DLF Champions Cup Series. Uh, you can find it on DynastyLeagueFootball.com backslash safe leagues. Thanks very much. Let's, let's do a podcast now or Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard at PA Howdy on Twitter. This is a member of the DLF family of podcasts. Check them out. Uh, this week I'm following up or I'm continuing or I'm retalking to I don't I, I don't know words. Um, Ray GQ, uh, he came on the podcast last week, and we ended up talking for over a, a long time. So I split it up into two episodes. This is part two. Last week we talked about the Carolina offense, um, and specifically ended thinking about the backup running backs, and that propelled us into an argument um, about zero running back in 2020 as a strategy, but also backup running backs who might be a value this year, who might be someone we're targeting in trades and at what value. Um, really enjoyed the conversation. Ray's a great guy to talk about with about running backs and whether they're going to be good or bad. He has some really strong opinions on Derek Henry. Think you're going to enjoy it. I certainly do enjoy talking to him. Um, anyway, let us know at PA Howdy or at Ray GQ on Twitter. Thanks again. Speaking of which, perhaps this is a better way to go with the backup running back conversation. Unfortunately, not Carolina, but you mentioned Dalvin Cook. Like, my initial reaction is investing in Dalvin Cook right now is the safest and cheapest as it's been <laughs> um, since he, you know, f had the season he had last year. He's a little bit cheaper, and I honestly don't, I don't, like, I don't think the holdout talk, like, I don't think we can factor it in. Um, Alexander Madison did contest more than Reggie Bonafide who got 16 touches and 10 targets last year, by the way. And Jordan Scarlett got four and zero. 
So, you know, not contested at all. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he was really good in the field. He got, I think, 25%, if we were to put a number on it, work overall. Um, he's a little bit more like the breakout running back. But here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know if Delvin Cook's going to play, but the news article that he might he, – he always might not. He always – like you were saying about Christian McCaffrey, I don't think there are any more – I don't know if there are any more or less likely to get injured. But since I don't factor that in, I just get to say – they're as likely to get injured by any running back, and so I don't have to be scared about it. And I kind of feel that way about the contract holdout. It's like, this is what running backs have to do now anyway, so we should probably just expect it. Um, I think I heard uh, Russ uh, Dynasty Outhouse um, yeah. from the Trade Act. I think that's the way he put it. This is this is what they have to do now. And that makes a lot of sense to me. But it like didn't scare me like in the slightest any more than Christian McCaffrey isn't nine foot and 400 pounds like that doesn't scare me right and um, and now he's cheaper for no re- no reason other than this thing that doesn't scare me so like that puts me on selling madison and buying cook if anything but how do you feel about it i mean like yeah i'm looking i'm, I'm looking on a dlf's trade finder right now to look up any dalvin cook trades and there's one in the system from yesterday where somebody gave up Dalvin Cook, and in return, they got Todd Gurley, 209, and the 402. I wish I got that deal. I, I mean, you, you, uh, the 2-9 is Darrington Evans. It's A.J. Dillon. It's, <laughs> it's Zach Moss, the 402, and Todd Gurley for, for Dalvin Cook. I, I'm with you. I think – First of all, I don't think he's going to hold out. He doesn't have much leverage to hold out. So I, I, I just, like you said, I'm not really, I, I hear it, but I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like I'm not, but right. people are panicked. People are panicked over Dalvin Cook and the Alexander Madison deals are probably just, some of the things that I've seen him go for over the past couple of days are just crazy. Now, I do think that, you know, we were talking about Christian McCaffrey's backup. I, I think there are some valuable backups, right? I think Alexander Madison's one of those valuable mm-hmm. backups. Uh, I think Tony Pollard, because th- Madison and Pollard, they're going to play, they, they actually see volume, even with Ezekiel Elliott and right. with, with Dalvin Cook on the field. I'm not saying that they receive massive volume, a Kareem Hunt, like those players are flex plays if you need one whereas you're never going to flex reggie bonifant ever, <laughs> ever. unless you're unless really you're, desperate unless you're i'm talking about everybody's injured but i can see a world where you're like you know what i'm i'm, I'm a roll tony pollard out this week i'll roll a kareem hunt out this week but when you're looking at madison he just went for the 112 so he's going for 2021sts i mean good wow. grief like that, that was a trade in a 12 team league 12 team league start 10. He went Alexander Madison for the 112. Um, uh, you know, Alexander, I, I can't, I can't, I would much rather pay for Dalvin Cook from a, a, a scared owner than go give up a first round 20. That, that yeah, just definitely. blows, that just blows my mind that somebody pulled that off. And that's just off of what DLF was able to extract from, uh, my fantasy league. So, um, yeah. 
if you have Madison, I think congratulations because you probably can get the world for him or you're excited because you've got the new starting running back in the Minnesota Vikings. And if you have Dalvin Cook, I would just say don't panic. Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trip. Like just personally. Now, I think buying high is about when a player does something on a field in a season that makes you go, okay, I'm gonna. That's worth the value now. I'm gonna go buy high on that player. Don't buy high because of like off-season news articles. I think that's just you're behind <laughs> the trend at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I think we feel about the same on it. Um, so, Pete, Peter, tell, okay. Well, then tell me, since we're on this running back buy high train and we're talking about production and volume and you know raised conspiracy theory that there's going to be increased rushing because of COVID nineteen. <laughs> why? Why? And this this bothers me because I feel like I am the the truther for this player. Why is there so much? It feels like. And I know what you're going to say, and let me pull up his ADP before you have some smart-ass remark uh, real quick. Okay, he's coming off the board as RB12. Derrick Henry, all right? I understand he's 25, going on 26, no data. You know you know, I'm not bringing stats at all. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I, I'm grinding tape. But some players, Peter, and I know you can't punch this in their spreadsheet, they're just built to do this, man. And at 6'3", 250 pounds, however much Derrick Henry is, like to me, he's just, I don't see his, I don't know why so many people are just like sell, 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 sell. Like as soon, as soon, yes. As soon I've as heard the opposite. I've heard. Are you Iron hearing people? Are you telling? Like are you hearing? Derek Camryon, like it's just our different bubbles, I guess. I don't know what is, I think his values increased. Ryan McDowell just tweeted something like the most, the players who've gained the most value this off season. I think Henry was on the list. But either way, you're not wrong that some people want to sell him. I, I like I've heard that too. I, I, okay, maybe the, the 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 better question is this whole age apex thing, and I and I don't know. I don't know what this number <laughs> is, right? I, I don't know what this age apex. But once certain players hit this 26 threshold, it's like get rid of them. They're about to go. And, and I do while I understand, and I've said it before. I'd rather be like David Johnson and Jake and I argued about this and in a fun way, we talked about that, but I'd rather be a year early on moving a player than a year too late. Right. Like, okay. Things worked out a little good, better for David Johnson because he got traded to a situation where he's going to probably get the volume in Houston. But I don't think we're a year too early on a Derrick Henry. What his situation didn't change. He's still the lead back. They brought in, a small school runner from Appalachian State to back them up. That they're they're going to run the ball in Tennessee. I just don't know what the fear is from for those who have concerns about Henry. Is there is there an age apex? And is it the if it's thirty, then he's still got four freaking years before he hits thirty. So <laughs> uh, I, I, there's still no. a lot of time left. I actually have concerns about Derrick Henry, to be clear. Um, but let me start. Yeah, like we were saying, you got to establish the context, and so no one thinks I'm saying he's gonna fail. Like you got to respect <laughs> what he did last season. He's an amazing player, had amazing role. Running backs don't typically break out as late as he did, and that's not a function of Tennessee desperately need. Like he's just a really good player who got opportunity a little later because running backs more about team management and the team management there sucks. So, um, I respect the player. I think he's great. Um, I think he could do it again. But we are looking to be early rather than late. 
to be fair to what you said. And here's my concerns with Derek. It's certainly not his age. I mean, one of the things, again, go back to that break in, break out, running back conversation that uh, JJ has been researching. Like plenty of players maintain value and increase in value all of a sudden, and, you know, three, four seasons in. And I think Adam Harstead was tweeting where second contract running backs can be expected to produce maybe slightly less, but similar vo- similarly to what they did before. We see the majority of what running backs are going to do year one to three, but Derrick Henry's already broken that trend. So, I mean, you have to consider him something slightly different. Um, so respect the play. He's definitely a top 12 running back. You can value him as a top five because he was last season, if I remember right. So what are the concerns? And it's certainly not age or anything like that. It's just the difficulty in replicating a top five season for a running back. Like I recently posted a thread where I went back from 2013 to 2000 last year um, and showed that the repeat rate, like players who have a top five season and then a top five again the next season, it's like 20% of them, 30% of them. And since 2013, all of them are basically pass catchers because we know in, in fantasy now that pass catching just provides this high, more valuable and better floor for running backs. Derek Henry doesn't have that safety blanket, not because he's incapable of catching a ball. He's an incredible athlete. I'm sure he can catch a ball like better than anyone listening to this podcast, me, all combined together. I mean, he's a phenomenal NFL-level athlete. I'm sure he's a great pass catcher. But he just hasn't been used in that role as much as most of the ones who do repeat. Now, having said that, running backs that have had top five seasons are more likely to have top five seasons again. So what's going on there? I think partly it's injury and partly it's just team success. And the fact it's hard to keep up that level of volume and success on it, especially without a receiving floor to rely on. To me, Derrick Henry is a top 12 running back, not a top five running back. And so if he's being valued there, which honestly would be fair since he just was a top five running back, that's my sell value line, if you know what I mean. But I'm not selling him below top 12. I think you're crazy because <laughs> you got to respect the player. So those are my concerns. It's just a difficulty of repeating that level of fantasy production for running backs, especially without that receiving floor. But the player is amazing. There's no reason to fear his age. Um, and the team's so probably only, gonna keep running. So <laughs> my only and it's not even a counter to that because I can't I can't counter that because that's I mean that's not I'm it's, just too good. It. I get it. I'm oh, just too good. God. <laughs> my only counter to that is while he may not have it's not even may, he does not have the receiving floor, mm-hmm. his availability is unlike anybody else. When I'm looking at this top 12 and I'm looking at Dalvin cook, when you're missing two to three, four games a season, Derrick Henry, I think in his four year career, he's missed a game. Like he's out there every week. You know what I mean? And he's getting that volume. So, and I I don't know where he finished that in PPR formats, but not everybody can be RB (laughs) one. Not everybody can be RB two, but when you've got a player who can handle a workload that is going to give you 16, 15, 16 weeks every single season. Whereas last year was Dalvin Cook's first complete season, and he only played 14 games. I mean, he he missed three games. Well, fantasy-wise, he missed two. Whoever plays in week 17, you're crazy. But I I, I would just say that, and, and I don't have the numbers in front of me to see what the point differential is, but he's on the field and playing. You, you don't have to yeah. worry about – 
him not being there. But that's I, fair. I, I do I, think I, Darrington Evans is pretty good, by the way. You threw shade I like Darren, his name earlier. I, I, I like I like, <laughs> I like Darrington Evans, <laughs> but he's a different he's he's a different running back too. He's not yeah. he's not doing. He's not carrying a defense down the field on his back, and people aren't going to be afraid to tackle Darrington Evans. Like it seems like the Jacksonville Jaguars consistently are just scared to tackle Derrick Henry. But uh, I think he compliments him well. I just uh, I, I, I tweet every time somebody puts something out and says who's the most underrated running back in the NFL. You hear all these uh, Austin Eckler, Kenyon Drake. I'm always my response is always the same. I'm like Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I just, I just think that what he does week in and week out for fantasy gamers to be able to plug and play him in the lineup and know that he's going to get, you know, sometimes you, you look at some of these other backs and you're like, uh, is, is such and such going to get the carries this game? Is Alvin Kamara going to get, you know, if, if Alvin Kamara doesn't catch six passes, how many, how many carries is he going to get this game? And what you, you don't have to worry about that with Derrick Henry, you know he's locked into 18-plus touches every game. And if he does catch that occasional screen pass, which I believe he had 17 receptions last year, which was a career high, um, <laughs> he's he's probably going to do something good with it. So I just I, – I love Derrick Henry. Uh, I know it's an old-school style of, of play that he has. It's not – uh, what the new NFL is about, but I just think best the owners. And again, he's still going. He's really good at it, though. He's, I mean, he's really, and he's barely ha- he's hanging <laughs> on by fair. a thread. <laughs> to, to be honest, it, June ADP, he's hanging on by a thread as a top twelve running back. I mean, uh, J.K. Dobbins is point two two whatever behind Derrick Henry in in startup ADP. So he's right. He's barely hanging on. And I just I would just caution dynasty owners to just you know, trying to bail on Derrick Henry right now. No, I think that's a good point. Like he, he's both a really good buy and a really good sell at the different, at yeah. different values. But, um, so I guess like I tried to put a value on it like a top 12, top five, but that's not real terms. Like I would, I wouldn't sell him for one first. I'd sell him for two, but I would sell him for a top five pick this year. If you haven't had your rookie draft this year, plus, yeah something else because then i'm getting potential of top 12 plus something and that to me is value that's getting out a year early maybe but if it's just a first like any first and no no i need at least two so does that sound reasonable is that too low for you no i think uh especially with and i don't want to be this guy but damn it i'm that guy especially what the potential of the 2021 class is looking like i probably would be okay uh, with that, probably, if if somebody offered me two twenty twenty one first right now for Derrick Henry, I I would probably, I probably I think you would have to right because those yeah even if you don't use those picks that currency come rookie draft season next year or during the season whenever a team realizes that they're out of it and they're desperately searching for for draft picks, I mean that's that that if you had twenty twenty picks this year, you you're sitting on gold. I mean, you could have done whatever right. you want. It was just it was fun to have that money to play with in rookie drafts this year. And I think we're looking at the same type of situation next year, but instead of the running back position, which the class is not looking very good today, it's going to be the wide receivers, the quarterbacks, and thank God we finally get some tight ends that are coming into the NFL next year. Um, I have to trust you for that. They don't exist to me yet. So, you know. Oh, yes. De- yes. De- I know. I know. 
you can own that Devi uh, marketplace for like another year or so. But <laughs> then <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. I would say year. I really like your point that the value is really there's a slim. You don't have to step too far to the right or left before Derrick Henry becomes a buyer or a sell. Like it's half a pick, basically. Like if you're offering me two firsts for Derrick Henry, I'll take it. But if I can buy Derrick Henry for a first and a second, I'll do that. Like it's half a pick. That's a really yep. slim buy to sell. There's no hold with Derek Henry. <laughs> You're fine. It's either side. And it's a really good point, actually. Um, I haven't thought about Derek Henry a lot that way, but it's true. I know, right? I feel excited. I feel like I'm half a sentence away for getting a tape guy to make a zero RB argument. I'm excited <laughs> about this. I'm Let's on do board. It. Ray says zero RB. Let's do it. <laughs> it's it's David Johnson Lennon for the net and all the wide receiver ones. <laughs> Sorry, Christian, right. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Colin Reggie Bonifon. Uh, I hope this does not get edited. I'm going to play by play this right now. <laughs> the great yeah. Peter Howard. I'm deleting this video is, is, right now. Is is cramped up? We cramped are calling up talking in. about zero RB, man. I'm this is too what happens on. when you ride Christian McCaffrey into the ground. <laughs> He cramps no, up and let's let's tag in Reggie Bonifon to score the touchdown at the goal line. Now he's no, back. He, he takes a lot better care of his body than <laughs> I do. <laughs> oh wow, I just had to leap up and all sorts. That was crazy. Uh sorry about that. So do yeah, you I, think that's the way to go though? Like with with this the value that's pushed down with these running backs. I know a lot of people throw zero RBs, but is that the way to go? I mean, is is that like I said, actually, I was talking about it last week. I start on no. I don't think it's like zero RB is a perfectly good strategy. You can do it. I don't think this year is particularly great for it or bad for it. It can always work. Um, but the long, the more I look at things, the more I expect wide receivers to do a little bit more in the top twelve. And like you were just saying about all this RV value falling because of the love of the rookies, which is justified, to be fair. Like, I know the potential's there. It's just you need some of those running backs to fall to what? Rounds five, six. Do you think you get in four net? Um, maybe Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson in the five, six rounds. Then you can start seeing some real, maybe we should lean that way value. Otherwise, you're getting Sony Michelle, Tari Cohen, Cohen, Tony Pollard. And it's not that they're not good targets. It's just... It's no better or worse than any other year. But if we get, if we start to see Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Leonard Fournette, even even Derek Henry fall around two rounds, so they get into that five six range, that's when I think there might be a strong case for it. I don't think we're there yet, are we? You still like they're f- third fourth round picks, right? Easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Man, yeah, you're still, still taking wide receivers if you go wide, zero RB at that point, and so you can't get them. But um, True. but there is a reason to pay attention to it. Like I do think we should, we can expect a little bit more wide receiver differential between the players, and like value to having a better wide receiver than a worse one. And I don't like. I'm. I think it's really interesting the way you're seeing this value fall at the running back position. Like if the, those guys, yeah, you should probably still do it. And so mm, we're not that far away. But right now it's probably. It's probably even Stevens, which is a terrible okay. take. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I meant to be for all fire and brimstone. I know. I think sometimes, and I'm just going to say this, like you guys know that the name of the game is to score points to try to win. 
right? Like, that's what <laughs> Sometimes I is like. Yeah. <laughs> like it, we're, we're trying to score points. And while I agree, like I'm the Debbie guy, I've been touting a lot of these rookies for a long time. You know, I find myself in these drafts saying, I'm not paying that for CeeDee Lamb. I'm not paying that for Jerry Judy. I'm not paying that for Cam Akers. Like, damn it, I want to win. And I don't care what my roster looks like on paper, but if you're telling me that I can get Leonard Fournette as RB19, <laughs> okay, right. sure. Yeah, that, like, the only problem with is those 19 running backs are so condensed right now because the market is fairly efficient. Like I said, they need to slip a little bit. Um, the the value of it is that it's a lot easier to predict the top 12, not that it's easy or that we're going to get it 80% right, but top 12 wide receivers are easier to see coming than top five running backs. Running backs have more value. You need them more. But it, like you say, if they start to slip a little bit for whatever reason, then you can get the more sure, more sure thing in the wide receiver if the position differentiates a little bit more. And then you can start hitting running backs because they're value. That's, that's those are perfect running back zero RB conditions. Now that will still happen in some drafts, which is why it's always viable to maybe go that way. But I don't see it market wide yet because the market's uh, it's, it's um it's it's being efficient right now. Yeah, we just yeah. need it to get a little stupider. Get let the season get a little closer. Let people get a little bit more crazy about drafting Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins. Who, to be fair. <laughs> Have that upside, guys. Go out there and uh, value, devalue those other running backs, um, and and then and then we'll be in it. You know. Well, um, you, who is like I've been having a hard. All those names sound great, but because they're not going in those later rounds yet, right? If they ever will, like I've been having a hard time. You, it's really hard to pay for a running back in dynasty because because of the problems around the position. Mm-hmm. For me, because I normally put it all in wide receiver and it's hard to invest it in running backs who might get injured, who have a shorter career arc. But do you have running backs you've been targeting in that tradable range? Like it's really hard to draft. I know you said that Derek Henry is easier to trade for, but it's still a lot of a you have to put out there. Right. Um, So do you have some running backs you're targeting outside of that? Someone's making a mistake kind of range. Like the names I'm throwing around aren't great. Like maybe Tony Pollard, maybe Tyree Cohen. Uh, I was trying, I'm trying to get Matt Breeder a few places, maybe mm-hmm. Sonny Michelle. You don't have a lot of hope, but there is Matt, hope. You, you, okay. So, I, one of the higher names, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on him because he's still being drafted as a top 20 running back, would be Kenyon Drake, is one that I'm targeting. Uh, he's still young. He's in. He's in an offense that's going to utilize a skill set. So Kenyon Drake is one, but you hit you hit the nail on the head. And I've had I had this conversation today. Sony Michelle is somebody that I'm targeting. And right okay. now, coming right. off the board is the 33rd ranked running back in an offense that is devoid of Tom Brady, that has a quarterback that probably there's a probably a better chance that he stinks than than he's actually good. Jared Stidham. Uh, you've got an old wide receiver in Julian Edelman, the kill here. Like they're going to run the ball and he is the starting running back on the new England Patriots. And while his knees bait may be brittle, Bill <laughs> Belichick will run him and then he will dispose of him. So he's got at least, he's going to see volume and volume is King. And you're telling me I can get a starting running back. And I know a lot of people are Damian Harris, Damian Harris didn't even play last season. Like I, I, I maybe. Maybe if you want to, 
if you want to hold on to hopes of Damian Harris being something, then fine. Why are we Sony Michelle go by? And I'm not talking, listen, I'm not putting him in the same stratosphere as Clyde Edwards Elaire. And I'm not sitting here saying that he's a top 10 running back. He's going to see volume. Why are we go get Sony Michelle? First price right now. And hell, if you want a narrative around it and like they don't want to throw, so they're going to run. New England exactly. is a running team. How about no Tom Brady? So what do you do? You run. How about Bill Belichick's always going to do the opposite? So, you know, we're used to so- Sony Michelle could we, I thought genuinely could be a top 12 running back last year. We got fully the rug yanked out from under us. Now <laughs> Bill Belichick does the exact opposite again, and he's a top 12 running. I mean, it can happen. It's not great. But, like, he's one of those guys that's much lower down that makes zero RB. That would be one of the targets right now, which isn't – it's not Leonard Fournette. <laughs> it's not, right, it's right. not Derek Henry. But that those are the type – yeah, that's one of the names that's occurred to me. I actually – Chase Daniels, you mentioned Kenyon Drake. Chase Daniels would be someone on my list if I'm going thin at what running back right now. Like, none of them have given me the funny feelings that I want to get, but they're, they are out there. Um, so I'll tell yeah, you another. I'll, I'll tell you another gross name, Peter. It's a disgusting name, but I have no problem taking him when you're talking about zero uh, zero RB approach. Is Jordan Howard? Jordan Howard in right. Miami, right? I, I, I hate I, it. Listen, uh, I, God, I wish I had this. The 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 number. Somebody put out a really good tweet about how productive he's been in his career, opposed to some of these other running backs. He's just not. Just not flashy, right? But at coming off the board, I think he's RB 44, 49, the, the, the 49th ranked running back. And he's the starter in Miami. He, he's the starting running back in Miami. Uh, I know Matt Breed is there and he's going to have a role, but you know, Breed has is, Breed is got his role. But I think Jordan Howard, at least if you're, if you're going to throw out a role, he's the first and second down back. You know what I mean? Well, he's okay. the, an uncertain situation with past productive players. I mean, that's perfect for a running back that suddenly grows bunches of value. I mean, we were just talking about Derek Henry. I mean, Matt, Jordan Howard, someone teams hate because of his draft capital, because you just got to accept teams hate lower drafted players. <laughs> they just do. Yeah. They shouldn't, but they do. And <laughs> But he's more productive than they want him to be, and we love him for that. He doesn't catch the ball a lot. I mean, he's like deeply discounted Derek Henry. Yes. <laughs> in, a, in a way, you know? Yes. And, and so, yeah, I, I like Mike Breeder because he's got a little less mileage. The team just invested in him. And he catches the ball a little bit more. But honestly, in this contested situation with them both being so cheap, I wouldn't mind taking a swing on both of them if I'm thin at running back. Even in trades, they're decent values right now. Man, so, yeah, that's I, you, a could really pro- you could probably get you, you could probably get Howard for so damn cheap. It, it would make... Right. It wouldn't. It would make sense just to have, even if he didn't pan out to be what we thought. Like the, what are you gonna have to give up for him? He's one of those players that it's different because everyone wants to talk about picks, but no one wants to trade him for a third round pick, and no one wants to give up a second round pick for him. So it's gonna be a different. I mean, maybe you throw out a second, um, and you'd probably get him, but you kind of kind of have to work a trade based on the roster that he's on. Like maybe they need a wide receiver or a tight end, and you throw a decent one out that's not great. here goes one here, here goes you know? here goes here goes some uh jordan howard trades all right you ready for this right. peter my jordan, dlf just jordan, jordan howard for eno benjamin 
Isaiah Hodgins, who may not even make the team, Eno Benjamin's right. seventh round pick, and uh, a linebacker, Devondre Campbell in a IDP league, Jordan Howard for Antonio Gibson. Well, they got Jordan Howard and a 2021 third for Antonio Gibson, a converted wide receiver in the Washington backfield. That's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'd still take that deal. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Howard f- for Darius Slayton. Yeah, yeah, I just but I'm not big on Slayton to be fair. I mean, he did well. I just I don't think it's gonna happen for Jordan Howard for 21 third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's players like this where why not 20 Jordan Howard for 2021 third? Why not? Like, wh- yeah. <laughs> why not? You know. Yeah, he's valued at a third, but like I say, it, in my experience where you only play in so many leagues, what you what I mostly find is people not – I don't want a third, man. I'll just keep Howard. <laughs> so you have to come up exactly. with more creative. Like I like any no, but uh, Howard's more likely to get volume and, you know, stuff like that. I don't want to not have Eno, but Howard's probably the cheap, better bet. So, yeah, you kind of have to throw out ones like that. that man, that my DLF app's really useful, not – not to plug the brand or nothing. It's really useful. And and it's not to say in every league is different. And yes, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. my, my league mates would never do that, but it does give you an idea that hell this players being moved. So what, what I told some people today, some of my patrons today is don't take, because they were having this conversation about, oh, I'm about to cut this guy and nobody's going to want him. And I said, don't underestimate, don't take your value for a player and cast that upon your league. Like exactly, somebody that yeah. you may be willing to cut, somebody may be dying for Anthony Miller. And even though you were about like offer him, like you, you just don't know how your league mates value these guys, man. Don't offer like those guys for like Odo Beckham's. Okay. But when you're right. trying to buy a Jordan Howard or a Matt Breeder, it's never worth like Anthony Miller has value. And look, I was playing around, actually playing around with the, the on-brand thing today, the MyDLF, and I found it really useful that it looks at the teams that you might be trading with. And like mm-hmm. a few times it was like, oh, I never thought about trading Tyler Boyd for that guy. Like I could get more back. And and it was interesting. It was because, you know, it uses your league so you don't have to do the not in my league thing. And it, yeah, it's an interesting way just to looking at for ideas. Because as someone who sucks at trades, my ideas normally don't, don't pan out well <laughs> they just reject them but um it is interesting like i wouldn't know what to send for jordan howard like uh, i was just panicking over if it was a second or a third but those trades you pull up give you a lot better idea you probably could add a third to anthony miller and get jordan howard and the other person we were very good about that it's fair value and you just bought one of those running backs we were talking about so i kind of yep. love it and um, speaking of Patreon, that's where all your videos are now, right? We have to come give you money to get the good Ray Ray opinion. I mean, you still get a bunch of free stuff, but goddamn, you can give me three bucks a month. I mean, good grief, y'all. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. All gas. A let me spell it out. A-L-L-G-A-S. You can give me a dollar a month. I, I it's it's one of these things where I struggled with it, Peter, because like, I know exactly I, what you mean. Man. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't. I, when I started doing this, I didn't have any kind of plan to to do anything, man. Like, I just wanted to talk football and 
engage with some other nerds and film grinders and just have fun with this, right? But when you actually, and you better than almost anybody, the amount of time that we spend, I mean, we're recording this now is 1 a.m., right? The amount of time that we spend <laughs> right. on producing material, rankings, projections, film breakdowns, like it, it's, it's time, man. And our time, I would hope, it's not about making, let me, let me assure you something right now. You giving me $3 per month <laughs> for 12 months is not going to rock my world or your world, right? But it, it is some value on what we do. And it's more so appreciation. Like if, if, if Peter has helped you, if I've helped you, if Ryan McDowell or Matt Kelly or JJ Zacker, if, if some of these people have helped you, like, why not pay for a service, man? That's the world we live in. Like, it's, and no one's asking you to, I'm not asking you to subscribe to this thing for 50 bucks a month, $100 a year. It's just, if if I've helped you and you feel like the content that I provided is actionable and entertaining, then become a patron and you get to engage with me a little bit more. Uh, I'll answer any doggone question that you have. So yes, that's what I'm doing right now. And I hope people would would respect that and appreciate it. And if you don't want to do it, that's cool. But yeah, that's that's where if you want my advice, if you want my opinions, my, my time is valuable. And I hope that people would understand that. So patreon.com forward slash all gas. That's where it's at. And I still have a bunch of free content on YouTube. If you find that, you know, unreasonable, still check me out on YouTube. Yeah, it's really difficult to resolve that because I'm not here for money right <laughs> like i like talking about football i want to help and be valuable in the community like none of that has anything to do and frankly i still play fantasy football for free a lot because it's a fun hobby it's not an investment for me so it's hard to square those two things so but it is really encouraging it's like twitter followers man it's not like you get value from it it's not like it means much but it's really encouraging to know people are enjoying it people find value in it and if you can, yeah, show that. If not, that's cool. I just yeah. want to talk to you about football. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take yeah. some time off from the real world and have some fun playing fantasy football. There's no – so uh, appreciate you, Ray. Um, really do. Um, thanks for coming on again, making some podcast magic. Like I always actually get <laughs> downloads when you come on the show, so I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, oh, and, uh, yeah, man, uh, I look forward to checking you out on Patreon. I didn't know you gone over there, so I better check that out. Thanks for having me, Peter. No problem. Um, you can find Ray at RayGQ still on Twitter, I guess. You haven't changed it to like Golf Pro Senior 2. No? No, still RayGQ. <laughs> only, on, only if uh, CD Lamb is not wide receiver one. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, thanks very much, and we'll talk to you again next week. Bye. Yeah. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, play run fold, so. Jake on the table and Nate on the play, so. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Picking my nose, don't really know if I like that. Picking the
and their brains got their in lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart the film is an art, always a fight back and forth. There is no order, they disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders. They got that eye, I like mortar, peak grinding numbers like molars. I don't know anymore, I am at a crossroads. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, no. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfolds. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, no. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical.